0: Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of the Blush Network, the author of Appointed, and a premier contributor for The Blaze. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there? DFW. Uh, it is Sunday, Sunday Fun Day. Uh, hopefully, you guys are on your way back from church, or um, you know whatever you are planning on doing on on Sunday. Hopefully, this is going to be an encouragement for you for your week. Uh, we have. I, I I I love what God has given me uh, to share with you this beautiful. Sunday Um, before I get into that I I I I want you to know that everyone here at the Autumn Mile Show you know we love you and um, (coughs) I know sometimes it's a little weird to say that (coughs) sometimes it's a little weird to say that we love you when we haven't met you but I'm just gonna tell you um, God has laid you on my heart today. Those of you that um, maybe have gone through a rough 2016 and you were so happy to see that year go bye-bye. Um I I I understand. I get it. You know, sometimes we go through things and a new year is like a new start, a fresh beginning, a fresh outlook on your life. Um and as I was praying, you know, some of us look back in our 2016 in our in our year and we We think, man, that was really, really tough. Some of you guys look back in your 2016 and you're thinking that was the best year of my life. I got married. I had twins. um, You know, I won the lottery. You know, I don't know what your reason is for 2017, 16 uh, to be awesome. Um, But some of us look back with a very positive perspective. When I look back on my 2016. I definitely see both. I see seasons um, in, in the different months when, man, I saw incredible miracles. I saw things that God did that was just above and beyond, immeasurably more. You know, that is the God that we serve. We don't serve the God that's that's regular, that's normal, that's baseline, that's average. We serve the God that is immeasurably more. And so I, I definitely looking back on 2016, I see God um, asserting himself in the immeasurably more. But I also see God asserting himself in the valley asserting himself in the pruning in the um strengthening in the teaching process in my life personally um i see both and that's that's the great thing about god you know if we are on the mountaintop all the time and we are we're winning the lottery every single day and we're having we're at disney world every single day in our life you know we we really don't appreciate nor do we need god So when he asserts himself in our lives, in the mountaintop and in the valley, he loves us enough to teach us so we can climb up to that summit um, of purpose that he has given us. Um, It's a pretty incredible thing. Last year, um, I had a very, very dear, dear friend um, who, and I know I have told her story on the show, um, but I just felt it very, very appropriate to share it today. Um, it was in June that my husband and I were on a family vacation with our family and, um, out of all the days of my life, I I turned my phone off. My phone went out of battery, and I'm thinking I'm on vacation. You know, typically my phone. You know, I'm 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 probably like you. You know, it's 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 around me. I I love to communicate with uh, people. I'm I'm certainly not someone who doesn't like to interact with people. So I had my phone on me really pretty much at all times. But this this one particular night. I let the battery die because I was on vacation. And honestly, I mean, it felt good <laughs> to let my battery die. To think, you know, what there what could happen today. Out of all days, what could happen? I'm on vacation. Thank you, Lord, for the rest. But earlier in that day, my daughter came up to me. We we're at the beach. And she walked straight up to me and she said, "Mom, I have this feeling." That something really bad is going to happen today. And, you know, as as moms do, you know, I looked at my daughter. She was 10 at the time and, and uh, you know, comforted her and said, it's OK. You know, God's with us. He is um, operating on our behalf. We, we think it is very important to teach your children the presence of the Lord at a very young age um because you that you want them to know when they get out of the house um that when you're not there he is where you can't be God is um when you can't hear or see he does and so you know i kind of encouraged grace my daughter and just said you know it's okay god is with us he's for us and um no matter what happens we know that so later that night my phone died and I plugged it in like I normally do. And, and here I am, um, all of a sudden woken up at about 11 o'clock at night with all of these different text messages. Um, bing, bing, bing. You know how your phone goes, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, stop it!" Um, and then I started getting phone calls, and uh, at this particular time, so I got up and went over and um and checked my phone, and um, someone had called me, and they said, "Have you heard the news?" And I said, "Well, no. What news are you talking about? I'm on vacation. Uh, I haven't heard any news. You know, uh, the beach is my news." And um. In, in that very short conversation, um, I was alerted that my f- friend, my dear friend who's worked with us for four years, was diagnosed with uh, brain cancer just hours before. And so I immediately got on the phone and called her directly and was able to talk to her. Um, and, and really, it was one of those things where you're like, God, she was... Very young, um, 22 at the time. God, why? What in the world are you doing here? And um, they immediately started treating her, of course, for brain uh, cancer. Um, Glioma is what she had. She had three. They had discovered three different tumors. In her brain uh, that day, and um, she started doing rears treatment, surgery, you know, radiation, chemo, the whole thing. But she ended up passing away September 24th, and her name was Katie Dewan. And um, I look back on my year and think, Lord, what was that about? Why? And in in those moments when when you kind of look on a situation and maybe some it, it was quite the whirlwind and maybe you have gone through something quite the whirlwind when it doesn't make sense to a human perspective it doesn't make sense to your mind it doesn't it doesn't um, it doesn't feel good and it hurts and it's painful and you're out of control you, you you can't control the situation you can't fix it I don't know about you but I am a major fixer if someone comes to me with a problem A plus B equals C and you know the Lord is usually a, um, you look back on situations like that in your past, and maybe you're not listening to this in, in, in the beginning of the new year. Maybe you're listening to this in June or September or, or, um uh, December, whatever it is, but maybe you have just come through something that you say, what was that about? You know, looking back on Katie's life, she taught me, um, so, so many different things, Um, That I didn't even know, you know, uh, uh, looking back on her life, I can definitely see really this 22 year old precious girl who turned 23 just before her death um, was teaching me how to support people in a beautiful way. She was, I called her my little campaigner, always there. Let's do it, Autumn. We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. And here here I am looking back and in the mourning process, and I'm just being real with her. Hey, this is the a mile show. We can talk about whatever. Um, but I'm just being real. I'm looking back on my life, and I'm thinking, man, man, I miss that. I miss her. I miss that um, personality, that support. Um, and you just kind of mourn the loss. Looking back on... In your life, maybe right now, maybe you haven't lost someone personally, but uh, maybe maybe you've lost something, a marriage. Maybe, a, uh, you know, you, you had great, great hopes and, and then all of a sudden one day you, you come in and no one's in your house. Maybe it's a, a child. Maybe it's a, a relationship with your son or daughter that all of a sudden one day they decide they don't want to talk to you. This is real life stuff. You know, maybe you've been rejected by um, your job, not getting the promotion or whatever. You've gone through a period that you don't understand why. But deep, deep down, you still trust who? Who? And at looking back on my 2016, now there are several things, you know, um, God was very, very good to me, very gracious to me uh, um, during that time, really spoke um, life to me and 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 kind of kind of gave me some answers as to why. And, you know, God doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to tell us why he's God. You he can do whatever he wants to do. But he has um, he did begin to reveal some of the reasons why he would allow something like this to happen. I remember very clearly um, after sort of going through the whole process and I, I attended the funeral and was leaving the funeral, just completely heartbroken. um, The Lord spoke so clearly to my spirit and he said, let her death bring life to your dead places. And I'm in Philadelphia, and it's raining, and it's kind of the 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 atmosphere sort of suits my mood, getting on a plane, going to my next wherever I was going and I couldn't get that out of my head. Let her death bring life to your dead places and ever since then, you know i I, I felt like, okay, I can grab hold to that. that's something that I can take, I can use, I can assert inside my own life. But today, even even more in the last couple of weeks, I feel like God has really been speaking about when you have just come through something and you don't know why and you don't understand, you trust. And I'm going to take you to this text that um that has really been such an incredible encouragement encouragement to me it's out of psalm 105 and we're going to go back to see a little history on this text but psalm 105 da- king david is speaking here now king david at you may or may not know king david you know the greatest king ever this is the bloodline that king jesus came from he was anointed um beyond To work for the Lord, Uh, and in Psalm 107:5, David takes a minute. He's he's basically encouraging um, us through Joseph's life, and I think it's so interesting. Joseph's story is found in Genesis. We're about we're about to go there. I want you. um, I definitely want to give you context to these couple of verses I'm getting ready to share, but. I would think to you, this would encourage you as it has me to think that King David, this guy that really was anointed, he was following the Lord. He was doing exactly what God said. He was not a perfect man, but he was forging forward with the Lord in the purposes that God has set before him. He got to a place where he needed encouragement. So King David referred back to Joseph. I think that's so interesting that not only, uh, you know, I I don't think that we think about that. These, these greats, these biblical greats actually referred back to people that had already lived to encourage themselves and and they are still encouraging us today. I'm sure David didn't know that, that uh, the successes he had with David and Goliath and all, and all of those different things would still encouragement, encourage us today. All he knew Is that in this passage of scripture, he needed to make sense of some things that were happening to him. And this is what he says in Psalm 105, verse 16. And he, God, called for famine upon the land. He broke the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They afflicted his feet with fetters. He himself was laid in iron. Stay with me. This is going to get really cool. Until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. Now, I, um, God has really given me this passage in the last couple of weeks. And um, I definitely wanted to share it with you guys today. They afflicted his feet with fetters; he himself was laid in irons. Now, if you know anything about the story of Joseph, here he gets a dream early, and it gets a couple dreams early on in his life where, um, you know, his brothers are going to bow down to him. He he is um, really elevated in the sight of his father. His his father makes him this coat of many colors, and you know his brothers start hating him and are very very jealous of him so they sell him in to slavery and from slavery he is placed in a potiphar's house who because he was really good looking his wife wanted to sleep with him okay um he rejected but he was still falsely accused by her that he did something inappropriate and i and i um I want you just to understand that when he was thrown in prison for doing that the Lord was with him and when he was thrown in prison like it says in uh Psalm 105 18 they afflicted his feet with fetters iron you know stocks stocks that we put are um you you see in in the Jail of old, you see the stocks of uh, uh, some people putting their hand in iron and their feet in iron, so they couldn't move. And here Joseph was; he didn't do anything wrong. He actually earlier in his life had been given a dream that people would bow down to him, and he is finds himself falsely accused, sitting in these iron fetters, seen sitting in these iron stocks. And it says in Psalm 105 18, he himself was laid in irons. as I as I look that up, I, I actually see that literally it means iron came into his soul. Now this is pretty interesting because here we see um we see him being afflicted from the outside from something that he didn't understand. He did the right thing. He he was walking with the Lord and here a bunch of injustice was done to him, uh, things that he can't understand or make sense of. He's got these irons that are holding him, but what that iron was doing for him was not even afflicting him. It seemed as if, if it is it. As if it was afflicting him. But what those irons and what those injustices and what those things were actually doing to him were was strengthening his soul. And iron entered his soul. And I think sometimes we can get to this place where we get bitter, we get angry, and we think, oh, the injustice done to me is is so terrible. Lord, how could you make my friend pass away? Lord, how could you? And we start pointing our fingers at the Lord and we start... Um, being really rebellious in our spiritual lives and we don't take into account that maybe God has maybe one tiny purpose for what you've been through is to strengthen your inside, because God knows what he's prepared for you this year. If we have a perspective that it's not all about the moment, it's not all about the one single trial, it's not all about the 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 heartache that's done to you. It's actually about what the heartache can do through you. It's about what God can produce out of something that does not look good at the moment. But you're not looking at your life like God is. You're not looking at your life, uh, beginning, middle, and end. You're not looking at your life and you don't see what could uh, possibly happen this year, two years, three years, four years down the road. You do not know the elements in your soul that you need in order to strengthen yourself to a point where you can handle the things that God wants to give you two years, three years, four years, five years, 10 years down the road. And so my challenge to you today is to understand this. Yes, does God allow hard times? Absolutely. Does, um, Does God give us grace and love and mercy and hope through those times? Absolutely. But maybe one of the things that he wants to do to you is strengthen you and strengthening you is not, um, th- doesn't come in a package that we want. Strengthening you comes from a loving God that doesn't want to give you the blessing five years down the road without the inward strength to be able to handle it. I look at this in, um, then in, in the life of of my ministry, I started a ministry in 2010. And man, I remember uh, thinking, you know, Lord, I can handle it. Give me, give me, you know, X, Y, Z. I have my little list and still have my little list. And then ministry started happening. The honeymoon period was over. The grind started. Ministry is absolutely incredible. It's wonderful. Uh, And I, I love it. It's the most rewarding thing I have ever done, but Satan fights ministries. People don't really fight ministries so much. Satan is against anything that God is for. And I remember, um, we had one particular, um, incident that happened where I, it was, it was about a year after I had started the blush network that I stood there and thought, Am I actually going to continue doing this? This is incredibly difficult. I don't want to face anything harder than this one incident that that had happened to us. And I remember really wrestling like Jacob did with God. God, what do you want? Um, I don't want you. Are you sure you want me to continue? I'm not strong enough. I can't do this. And God would speak so clearly to my spirit and say, the things that I am allowing to come against you right now are not because you are um, disobedient. I'm not punishing you you. I am strengthening you for what is to come. And thank God that in 2010, I did not quit then because God has used our ministry to literally reach hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people. God has allowed us to take his name everywhere. but there will come moments in your life when your mind questions, your mind doubts, your mind wonders, God, are you still good? Are you still with me? Are you still here? What are you doing in this situation? I don't see the good in it. I don't understand how a God could allow that to happen to me. It's in those moments that you resign your feelings and simply trust. God is the God that says, you know, come to me with a childlike faith, but maybe your faith has gotten a little too adult. Maybe your faith analyzes everything to death. Maybe you question yourself out of faith. I have two one-year-olds and, you know, I don't, I don't have to worry if um, they're worried that I'm going to catch them if they jump into my arms. They just know that mommy's going to catch them. And sometimes rather than as adults, as jumping, we talk ourselves out of the jump into our Father God's arms. Because what if? And I just really feel very strongly today If you have been afflicted, just like Joseph, if things have come against you that really you had no part in, you didn't want, it was out of your control, you couldn't do anything about it, but it happened to you or you were a part of it or it affected you in in a great way, I want you to take some encouragement from our boy, Joseph. What's happening on the outside of you? could be what God is using to strengthen the inside of you because maybe just maybe just like Joseph God has got plans for you that you're going to need that inner strengthening for you know I love you guys today I pray blessings on you I pray this was an encouraging word for you read the story yourself in Genesis God bless you meet me back here next week on the autumn mile Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM.